CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to CLNSmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. That's all a nothing word to the Dalai Lama. He know I'm a fashion killer word to John Galliano. He copping that Valentino. Ain't no telling me no. I'm the Melo Hino. I have your wife in these thoughts. You don't get wins for that. I'm having another good year. We don't get blimps for that. Yeah. Gang still call. We don't get minks for that. When I'm popping them bananas, we don't link chimps for that. I, I gave Katie two years. Now your time's up. Bless her heart. She's throwing shots. But every line sucks. I'm, I'm in that cherry red form with the brown guts. My shoes slapping like dude did LeBron. Oh, What's happening, Boston sports fans? It's your host, Joe Show. Tonight, Friday, January 24th, 2020, your Boston Celtics end up on the winning end. Nice to say occasionally, isn't it? On the winning end of a 109-98 thumping of the Orlando Magic from the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. And even though Comcast was running some interesting cameras that almost seemed like the game was in 3D and slow-mo, or maybe it was just my TV or my signal, um, an entertaining game to watch nevertheless. Uh, You had a Boston Celtics team that was coming into this game with little expectation, missing Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Ennis Kenner, um, a whole string of things that weren't necessarily going to play out very well for the Boston Celtics tonight uh, turned out to be actually not too shabby. So again, your Boston Celtics win 109-98 from the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. In a few short minutes, I will be joined by the one and only Joel Pavone co-host of the Causeway Street podcast, also available on CLNS, as well as wherever you digest podcasts, as is this broadcast and podcast for the Celtics post-game live, coming to you after each and every Boston Celtics game. Shortly after the buzzer, we go live on the air to give you the freshest, hottest takes that we have in the moment as we've just watched the game. And as If you've listened to this podcast over the course of the season or previous years, we are in our 10th season right now at CLNS Media. Um, I will tell you this, depending upon the host you get, depends upon the take you get on the game that we just watched. As everybody who listens to me on this broadcast podcast knows, I primarily provide Um, A surface view of the game I just watched, I don't really get too much into the NBA in general uh, and or much else other than things that could potentially impact the Boston Celtics, whether that be upcoming opponents, whether that be historical data against opponents leading into a game, or if that's watching other teams in the East when it comes to playoff seating and where uh, the Boston Celtics rank in the Eastern conference. That's my view. Joel Pavone. I will tell you my co-host. This is why we balance each other so well. The gentleman is a savant of NBA understanding and knowledge, as well as very dialed in to the Boston Celtics. So without any further ado, we'll start tonight's show starting out with just me, um, which is fine. 
as any of you that listen to this know, I don't mind talking. So one of the things I want to get out of the way pretty early in the show, uh, while we have people listening in and and tuning in right now is I just want to re-mention uh, the sponsor that you heard play when the, when we went live and that's betonline.ag. Uh, the big games coming up folks, not this Sunday, but one week from this Sunday, the big game in the NFL is coming up and you can follow all of the lines at betonline.ag with the chiefs holding onto a one point underdog line right now in early betting, get in and take advantage. Will the money switch to San Fran? Who knows? Be a mover. Get in while the getting is good and place your bet today. All the prop bets are at your fingertips, from the over-under to player stats and performances. Don't be left on the sidelines for this. Get into MVP mode before the next kickoff. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bring the big game home with our exclusive sportsbook partner, betonline.ag. So I wanted to get that off the top. I mentioned that betting is at the top of my mind. Um, I spent this week for work in Atlantic City. And I, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I made a $20 investment at the casino. Yeah, I'm a high roller. Go, Just, you know, roll with me. But um, $20, I'm not a better, not a gambler on anything other than sports. Um, I do bet on sports. I use betonline.ag. And I would like to say I'm rather successful with it. Um, however, that being said, casino games, not my forte. So I gave it a shot, put $20 into a penny slot. And long, very long story short, is an hour and a half later, I pressed the print receipt button and it printed out $428.65. Check it out on my Twitter. Now, back to the game at hand. Uh, Celtics gave us a bit of a scare to start this one off. It was not your uh, quintessential Celtics game that you're hoping for. Celtics were down six after one, down four going into the break. Um, you kind of got the feeling that potentially this was going to be one of those games that when you take Tatum and you take Brown out of the mix, it's it's not necessarily the best. Um, but that being said, the Celtics rallied, and that's what we love about this team. They ended up going on a 17-5 run to close out the third. Uh, they ended up winning the third period and obviously winning the fourth to win the game. Um, I like to look at quarter-to-quarter -quarter per performances for a team because there's usually a trend involved when you overlay them game over game, week over week, month over month, to see how your team is trending. Um, one of the things that you can find to be extremely positive is regardless of the margin of victory, uh, whether it be like tonight, an 11 point victory or a three point victory. If you can look back at the periods and see that, you know, you held it tight in the first, either you were ahead behind or you held it close. Um, but then you turn it on second, you turn it on third, you finish in the fourth. And tonight you saw that from the Boston Celtics. I know quit effort. We are going to dissect this one, people. From Gordon Hayward's 22 points over 37 minutes to Daniel Tice's. 16 points over 32, and let's not bury the lead here, folks. Kemba Walker, another outstanding offensive performance. The bench lifting him up in the third, allowing him to have a nice long break and come back in to finish with 37 points in 36 minutes on the floor tonight. Um, 
he was he was great. I mean, when he was on fire, he was on fire. At least seemed like he ran out of a little bit of gas there down the stretch, but didn't need to be on fire. Uh, an off shooting night for Marcus Smart with only seven points over 31 minutes. And I will tell you, doing a yeoman's workout there in the power forward position for 23 minutes, Grant Williams only amassing nine points. But you got a good game out of Grant Williams tonight. We'll also break down the play of Vincent. Poirier will break down Semi Ojale, Brad Wanamaker. Um, notice I'm leaving one off, and I'll bring it up now. Number 43 for the green, Javante Green, in 28 minutes of play, only amassing seven points, but there was that thing you're going to see on SportsCenter throughout tonight into tomorrow morning, and that is the windmill dunk. It was a thing of beauty. Um, I probably watched it at this point prior to coming on the air. I don't know, a dozen times. Um, but I enjoy watching it. I enjoy following along uh, the progression of Javante Green. Um, obviously seeing far more increased minutes given the, the lack of Tatum and Brown on the court. But you know what? Stepping into that role, pulling down three, uh, six rebounds, having three steals. He, he played himself a great game, but guys. I mean, a great game. Granted, he was ice cold from behind the arc. He was he couldn't seem to hit his free throws, but three for six from the floor, seven points, one for four from behind the line. I mean, sorry, one for four from the free throw line, 0 for two from behind the line. Um, but overall, he was a plus 10 on the night. Javante Green, take a bow. You've had yourself a good night. Uh, so let's take a look. I don't see Joel on my call screen yet, which it, it, it hurts me, but that's okay because I can carry on. One thing you all know about me who have listened to me do Celtics broadcast on CLNS media over the course of the last, we'll call it 19 months at this point um, to include uh, preseason last year and up and through where we are today. Um, I will tell you this. It was a fun game to watch. Boston Celtics are always a fun team to watch. It's always better. I mean, let's let's be honest here. It's always better when they're on the winning end. Um, however, we've had the opportunity to kind of watch them pick some stuff up. But there, there are a couple of things I want to talk about um, right off the top here. And I don't want to discount tonight's game. We're going to break down tonight's game. But when, when you take a look at the Boston Celtics right now, um, over the last five, uh, the last 10 games, they're five and five, but they've won their last three. Beyond that, one of the things that when Nick's on the on the call with me, when Joel's on the call or Bobby or Taylor or Snotty or Matt uh, or Jack, when I when I have these guys on, one of the things that they always seem to point out is the the home road splits and how is the team performing? And I will tell you this, folks, for a number three seeded Boston Celtics team pending the outcome of the Miami game with the Clippers tonight, which was close last time I picked at half um, Celtics are kind of cleaning up. They're 18 and five at home, 12 and nine on the road. Could they improve the road record? Sure. The only team that I see in the top 10 that has a glaring advantage on the road is the Bucks, the number one seed with 40 wins on the season so far. Um, they're also 21 and two at home, 19 and four on the road, 21 and two on the road, the Milwaukee Bucks, um, the distinct edge. They've also won eight in a row, nine of their last 10. They're on a roll, folks. The Heat, six and four over the last 10, won their last two. Again, they're in a tight battle with the Clippers. At least they were going into half. And then you have the Boston Celtics, who 
for all intents and purposes, have been playing 500 basketball since around Christmas. Um, obviously, there are varying reasons as to why we have a bit of a drip um, between where they need to be and where they are, but they're going to get there eventually. Cream rises. So if you have cream, it's going to rise. I happen to believe that the Boston Celtics right now have cream. So that's my kind of thought on where they are. When you look at the home and away splits, how they are positioned to be a top four team in the East, and then where they go from there will determine a lot on what the health of this team looks like down the stretch, if anything is added, if anything is subtracted, and how they, how they close out. But before we start breaking down tonight's game, and I know you're all chomping at the bit to do that, I want to bring in my co-host. I cannot express how much I enjoy doing the podcast with this co-host because each and every time we do it, it seems like the back and forth is strong. We tend to agree on a lot of stuff, but it doesn't stop us from being able to dive a little bit deeper into each of the topics and talk about the reasons why we agree with each other. I am talking about none other than the co-host of the Causeway Street podcast, my co-host tonight, Joel Pavone. What's up, Joel? What's up, brother? Man, that's one hell of an intro, man. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm blessing right now with what you just, what you just said. And, uh, you know, it's all true. I mean, what, I mean, what, what, what more, what more could you, could you expect out of a, you know, a, a, a team that's like you said, they're on the rise after, you know, a week ago, we were like, what's going on? They're trending downward. They're, they're a week falling, ago. You know, I better. was at Lowe's buying shovels to start burying the team. <laughs> we were, we were week, talking about how they're going away from the bucks. And now, I mean, I know we lost, I did something lost to the bucks last week, but it, you know, it was a, a valiant effort in the end, but this week, you know, a 32-point win against the Lakers, and, and then tonight, no no Tatum, no Brown, no Cantor, no problem, apparently, because even with the 16-point hole that they had to climb out of, they were able to give Brad Stevens win number 300 since he's been here in Boston. So, like, I think, I think like, you're, like, like you mentioned, you know, at the top of the show, like, they're, they're, they're rising now, even though the injuries are, you know, somewhat of a concern, but you know, guys are stepping up, and, and that's what, you know, you can't ask for more than that. No, and I'll tell you, Joel, tonight, tonight's game was one of those games going in while you're, you know, you're zooming through Twitter during the day, banging onto ESPN and watching SportsCenter inside the NBA. You, you came away with the understanding that this might be an ugly game. You were going to be down Tatum, you were going to be down Brown, and you knew that Ennis Cantor wasn't playing tonight. So when you factored those three in, and I said to you, you've had inconsistent play out of Hayward for the last three weeks in a row. Um, Marcus Smart's probably going to light it up, and Kemba's going to light it up. Did you feel comfortable coming in against the Orlando Magic? I didn't. I really didn't. I had I very low expectations for tonight's game. I didn't either. Um, I kind of ran away from them a little bit in the, in the first half, in the first half, obviously. But the Magic are big. Like, you know, when you talk about their front court of of Gordon, of Birch, of Busevich, uh, you know, even their shooting guard, uh, his name escapes me at the moment, uh, Evan Fournier, like they're 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 they play defense and they've been giving Celtics problems the last couple of years, I feel like. I mean I I believe they won the season series against the Celtics last season. And uh, I know I know we, we don't want to talk about last season, but my point is uh, Brad Stevens always has to find, you know, he has to scheme his way through 
beating the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic are just not a they're not a team that that's a cakewalk anymore. They're not a for bunny. Lack of a better term, they're not exactly. They're not they're not a bunny. It's not a uh, it's not one of those. You know, we look on the schedule and you're and you're just like, oh yeah, that's a that's an automatic win. No, that's those 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 days are long gone. And you know what else? The way things are looking right now, standings wise. Don't be surprised if the Celtics end up, you know, facing the Orlando Magic in the first round of the playoffs. So, this is and that something scares, that, you know, you, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, and that scares the, sh- the hell out of me, Joel. <laughs> you know, not for nothing, but we talk about how these teams are rising, right? And if you take a look yeah. at the Orlando Magic over the last month, they're also a 500 basketball team. Yet they're they're in the standings. They're doing okay. 21 wins going into tonight left with 21 wins, um, but they're 5-5 five they and five over right their now. last 10. They, they struggle yeah. on the road, and they only have a slight, a slight up margin when they're at home. But one of the things that you, you pointed out, and I really want to touch on this before we start breaking down the Celtics players from today, was this is a, this is a nightmare lineup to scheme against. And I know it sounds stupid to say after the Celtics just won by 11, 109-98 in their – in Orlando's home court. However, if Markel Fultz ever figures it out consistently, you're in for a boatload of trouble because between Kem Birch, Fultz, the offensive output from both of them, if that, if that upticks and you get a game like you got from Vucevic tonight and Fournier with 30, uh, Vucevic had 17, Fournier had 30, um, and Aaron Gordon is like steady Eddie, you know, giving you 12 to 15 a night, this is a team mm-hmm. that can be terrible when you're playing them in a five or seven game set. I would, you know, I'd keep an eye on, it's a great point. If I was watching the Eastern Conference standings between now, ASG, the deadline, and then as we wind into the, the spring here, I would keep a, a, a wandering eye on Orlando's rise or fall over the course of the next six to 10 weeks. You know, what is it? Can this team figure that one piece out? And I got to be honest with you, they got to figure faults out. You got to get consistent play out of him, consistent point production. You definitely get in consistent minutes. He's a good facilitator with the ball. I think tonight, you know, notwithstanding, he only had four assists and he didn't even, he tied for the lead in the team with Vucevic, but he starts dishing and scoring. Confidence level goes up. Markel Fultz, remember, folks, was a top draft pick. You know, you don't become a top draft pick just because somebody likes your name. It's because you have the ability, you have the God-given talent to to rise to a competition level that you and I dream of. But he gets up and pisses our our talent level. Um, so one of those players I would watch is he and Birch for consistent play and consistent point output. And then you're right. Orlando becomes a formidable matchup. They're long. They're meaty. That's the other thing that's got to be noted. They're not just sticks. They, they, these, are, these are men that are built to, to, to bump and grind inside, and Celtics don't really have the physicality in this year's incarnation to really match up with a team that does that, and a team that can spread that over two to three players on the court at any given time becomes a problem. No, I completely agree with you. I mean, even, even off their bench, I mean, you have Terrence Ross who can go off at any, at any given moment. Um, you know the bench was the Celtics bench was a little was a little thin tonight, obviously because you had to insert a, some some guys from their, your bench into the starting lineup. But even so, you had guys like Javante Green step it up. You had guys like Grant uh, Williams, you know he started tonight, step it up, and and and, and even Gordon Hayward who got off to a little slow start, 
but in the, in the first half, but in the second half, especially in that third quarter, while Kemba while Kemba was resting, by the way, like Javante Green, uh, Gordon Haywood, those two guys in particular got it going. Obviously, they I think they used a from if I'm not mistaken, a, it was like an 18, 18 to five run in that quarter. And, and to close all it that out, yeah. While Kemba was resting, yeah, and while all that while Kemba was resting, and Kemba came in nice and fresh to start that fourth quarter to ice to ice the game. Even though the, the, the Orlando did make their little run at the end there, and and but still they they were able to 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 close it out, and you just felt confident after that third quarter that yeah, they're like, not going to lose this game. I mean, you know, I'm not, I wasn't I wasn't kind of out you know Orlando to keep it close, but the Celtics had the attitude to close this one out, even even with despite all the injuries. Yeah, Celtics came into tonight's game from a player's perspective with a bit of a chip on their shoulder. They knew they were down two two big guns, and they knew everyone was going to have to step up. And unlike what we've seen over the course of the last two weeks in games where they should have been bunnies against far less talented teams where the Celtics seemed to play down to their level, the bench stepped it up. And specifically, to, 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 to expand on your point a little bit, they stepped up in that third quarter when Kemba obviously needed a break. And they gave him not just a break. They gave him enough time to stop sweating before he came in in the fourth. And you're right. He came in and immediately drained that three and looked down the bench of the, the Orlando Magic as he went up court. It was, you know, it was a great night to see uh, Kemba have just, you know, 30, talk about efficiency, 37 points off 36 <laughs> minutes, you know, 13, uh, 12 for 23 from the field, six for 12 from behind the arc, seven for seven at the line. He had six assists, uh, four steals. It was a Kemba Walker exposition tonight. They didn't have an answer for him. Um, and to your point, the bench, my goodness, do you need any more when you're a healthy unit? Okay. And let's, let me preface my next statement by saying a healthy unit, but it is the third time in the third podcast that you and I have done together where I've mentioned this, but do we as Celtics fans, does Brad do, does Danny, does anybody need any more proof that when you have a healthy team, when injuries aren't an issue, when you're not worrying about whether or not Jalen's going to make it or Jason's going to make it into that game, or even, you know, Ennis Cantor to a degree going to make it into that game. Is there any better example that Gordon Hayward needs to work with developing players that have scoring ability so that he can either run the ball through him or he can be the, the feature? Because when you take him away from that star set and you're allowing him to work with a second unit, I think it's when he's at his best. And I, it, and I think it's okay for us to admit that at this point. You know what I mean? I, I just, I, I see the health, a healthy Celtic squad with Gordon Hayward running the second unit. Yeah, I mean, when you when you have, uh, I mean, even even during their losing streak, when you saw Smart stepping into that starting lineup in some of those games, you you could see, okay, this team could adjust to the fact that you know one or two guys that are, that need to come off the bench to start can can handle that. So then, vice versa, you know, maybe a starter or two can, can, can mix and match with the bench and still keep it going where you have you're, – you're, you're able to, to let someone like him Milwaukee rest. I mean, we forgot to – I forgot yeah. to mention Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice was huge in that third quarter as well. He was and, beasting. And, you know, with the combination of, 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 of Tice, of Gordon Hayward, Javante Green, like, that, that, just, that just shows you that, like you said, when, when healthy, this team – is I feel like they're deeper than what they're giving credit for. 
And and what I mean with deep is I'm not I'm I don't necessarily mean that you know it's uh you know position for for position that you can swap out anybody and the team's still gonna run the same. No, what I mean is you have guys who are capable of scoring double digits or or, or, or grabbing double digit rebounds. So I'm talking about like like three, four, five, six guys that can do that to you for you in any given night. And and you know. We can, we can talk about all, all until we're blue in the face about how, you know, the team might need to add a piece or two, you know, going forward. But for right now, 30 wins at this point of the season, we're a couple of weeks away from the, uh, from the all-star game. And I feel like once that, once that all-star game is out of the way, I feel like this team can even turn it up a notch without having to make a move. I'm not saying that they don't have to make a move, but even if so, without, the, without relying on a move, I guess, so to speak, this team can still turn it up a notch from the second half of the season, even though we're technically already in the second half of the season. But uh, once the All-Star game and the All-Star break is out of the way, I feel like this team can still uh, win at a, win at an even at an even higher level because there's, there's going to be, you know, we're gonna they're, they're gonna see the Bucks again, you know, they're gonna they're gonna see uh, Philly. I think I, be, I believe they see Philly next weekend. So it's like they they they, ha- they got to, they got to start turning it on, and I, and I feel like this is the right moment to do that. Absolutely. And the Celtics are in a position and, you know, we talked, you and I debated this on the last podcast when we had Nick with us. Um, I'm a, I'm a proponent for a minor move. Sometimes Mm -hmm. just a minor move can have a large impact. I don't think Danny's got to go out and try to trade Hayward last minute and try to shake this team up. And you know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't see that as the answer specifically for this year, specifically with the way this team is playing together and accepting the roles, which we didn't see in the previous season, um, role players accepting their role and, and thriving in it. What, what I do see is, you know, could you add minor pieces? Sure. Without having to lose a major piece, I'm down for that. If, I, if you're telling me that a minor has to equal a major, I'm not, uh, I'll roll with what, what we got. Um, but one of the things that stuck out to me in tonight's game, I just want to get your take on it too, is, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy that Gordon Hayward ended up with 22 points over 37 minutes tonight, uh, eight for 18 from the floor, three for seven from behind the arc and perfect from the line three for three. But do you know what? Remember when he was struggling early to mid game a little bit and yeah. what did he do? He ended the game with 14 rebounds, five assists and a steal. That tell you know, I, I look at that kind of stat line for a Marcus Smart when he's having an off shooting night, which he did tonight with seven points. Um, Marcus, six, re, uh, sorry, six assists, seven rebounds, and a steal. So that to me is like when I look at Marcus struggling on the offensive glass, I want to see those numbers ticked up a little bit. But Hayward, oh my, I, I get it. There was a lack of size on the court. You're asking him as one of your larger guys that are available on the court next to Tice uh, to try to be a little more aggressive on the glass. Um, of those 14 rebounds, 13 of them were defensive rebounds. Uh, one was an offensive. But, man, what a, what a good game out of Gordon Hayward. And it, sadly, Joel, it's these games, it's these little teases that we see, 22 points, three for seven from behind the arc, 14 rebounds, five uh, what was he? Five assists. When you see these, that's the tease. That's the Gordon Hayward that this fan base wants. But the difference is 
They want that Gordon Hayward night in and night out. The reality is, I don't think we get that Gordon Hayward night in and night out. And I don't think it's for a lack of trying. I think it's for a lack of capability. I just don't think that this version, this healed somewhat version of Hayward is, is that player that we expected prior to the injury. I just don't think he, he recovered to 100% of his, of his former self. Um, I think you get glimpses, but I don't think it's a consistent. When Gordon Hayward came to the Boston Celtics, you were getting a consistent small to power forward who could just crush. He was aggressive. He wasn't afraid to, to have the ball run through him. He could handle the ball. But more importantly, he was a scoring threat. And I understand that a lot of the offense ran through him in, in Utah, but still, he left this fan base wanting more. And when you get these teases like we got tonight, it's, it's what I, you know, as a fan, I want nothing but for this guy to succeed. And you want that night in and night out. I was curious to see, were you picking up on the total number of rebounds he was, he was amassing throughout the game? Uh, yeah, no, I actually picked up on it more in the second half because in the, in the first half, I mean, uh, I mean, everyone other than Kemba, Went, they weren't shooting well, and and it wasn't until the second half when I when I saw uh, Gordon be more aggressive. But I was just like, let me see how you know how many points he has. I'm like, oh okay, oh wow, he's got you know double digit rebounds. All right, fantastic. Like I didn't even. It's it's one of those things where you know a, a classic Gordon Haywood game, for the most part, especially when everyone is healthy, it's like a quiet 18 points, nine yeah. rebounds, you know, nine or ten rebounds, five, six, seven, eight assists. And then you're like, wow, like, I didn't even realize that Gordon even did all that. But, like, tonight, and especially in that third quarter, like, you, you saw, like, like, you, like you were saying, the, the glimpses of, of the Gordon Hayward that we saw at the beginning of the season prior to his hand injury. But remember how we touched upon that? I believe it was last week or the week before that we, 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 did, a, we did the postgame show together. That, and, he's already, and, 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 it, and it came out, too, again, that his hand still bothered him. Uh, his his ankle still bothers him, so I feel like some days are better than others when it comes to those two those two injuries that he's still you know uh, coming back from. And I guess tonight was one of those good nights for him. And, and I think it's more of a it's more of a I feel like it's more of a physicality thing than than a mental when it comes to to him. And then when he gets down on himself, then it becomes more mental. I mean, during those those uh, three game skid, the three game skid last last week, and then the three game skid, I think the week before that, during those during those uh, during those losing streaks, mm. even though he wasn't even though he wasn't scoring, he wasn't doing the other the other things. At least there, there's some nights where yeah, he might not have it on, it might be you know shooting shooting well or even having a lot of shot attempts, but he's grabbing eight or nine rebounds and he's putting up six or seven assists. And we weren't necessarily even seeing that. So when he's able to put it all together, like you, like like you said, you can you 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 get a tease, and it's a and it's actually a, a bonus to see him, you know, have a game have a game like that, like a game like tonight. Tonight's a tonight's a great it was a great game for him. And yeah, it was. He'll be the first one. He'll be the first one to tell you that no, it's no it's no big deal, but he wants to stay consistent, and he and he was so consistent. Starting at the start of the season before he, he hurt his hand, and I think, you know, as as we get closer to the All Star game and then beyond that, and then we don't know how how serious these these injuries are with 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 Jalen and uh, and with and with Tatum, 
Mm. It might be a small blessing in disguise for you know Hayward to get it to get going again because we all know how, we all know what Kemba's capable of. I mean, we saw it tonight. I mean, there's no it's not a it's not a coincidence that Kemba after being uh, told that he was uh, you know voted in as a starter for the All Star game goes off less than 24 hours later. So we know what he's capable of. But now with Gordon and 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 Jason Jason out and and, and Jalen out, maybe Gordon. I mean, Gordon sets it up a notch and gets back to to where we saw before the hand injury this season. We never know, and and that would be a, that would be a huge plus, especially because you he he's been. I feel like he he gets nothing gets nothing plays better with the second unit, but he feels comfortable with the second unit as well. I mean, you saw how many passes that he how many times he saw Javante Green open, how many times uh, that that was was Grant Williams open, and he was able to find those guys tonight. No, I absolutely agree. You know, as you were talking, it it, it struck me to to take a peek um, when we talk about Kemba's talent, his potential, his ability, his impact. Kemba, let me ask you a question. If if I told you that going into this season, you weren't going to miss a step at the point, not a step really in scoring, not a step really in clutch not a step really in speed, not a step really in, in anything. You'd have told me I was nuts. You would have said, no, no, no. I promise you by January 24th, we'll look at the comparison standings and there'll be a disparaging difference between the two. You know, one will, they'll both still be important to their respective teams, but you know, your guy's not going to really necessarily be on that same level or even within inches. Take a look at the splits for this year. Kemba, you you haven't, we're not missing a step as Boston sports fans in the point guard position where we're in need of consistency and, and, and comfort is if you look at, you know, and you mentioned it, Gordon Hayward, um, there are nights where he lights it up offensively and the other stats aren't necessarily there. There are nights where he doesn't light it up offensively, but the defensive stats are there and the assists are there. And then there are nights where you get, like tonight, a complete game. You get 22 points out of him. He's shooting 42% from behind the arc. He's grabbing 14 rebounds. Those are your three possible outcomes when Gordon Hayward takes the floor. And I guess if I could grab inside the head of Gordon or grab inside the head of Brad, I'd say, listen, you two need to talk and be honest with each other after shoot-around before every single game. Gordon, you need to go to Brad and go, tonight's an O night. Tonight's a D night. I feel the complete game tonight. And then shape the offense as such, especially now when you're out Jalen and you're out Tatum and you don't know exactly how long for both. You know, have those honest-to-God conversations so then you afford Brad the ability to take the offensive if you're not if it's not your type of night and you can tell from shoot-around if you're feeling it or not. That gives you an opportunity to say, hey, let's, you know, let's change this a little bit. It's going to be a Kemba smart game. It's going to be a, you know, Javante Green and Kemba game or, or whatever that combination is. Have those conversations because if you're having a, a way off offensive night, but yet we continue to run the ball through you, it's, it's not a, a recipe for sustained success. And, you know, I, I'm on the fence with, with Hayward, it's like, you know, if your hand's hurting and your foot's hurting and you're not 100%, you need to have conversations with your coach and, and take away that, that 
baseball closer mentality of you don't think about the last shot or a shooter's mentality. Just take it as a professional athlete's setup. You're either on that night, you're off that night, or you're feeling part of your game that night. And, and, and allow the team to adjust. You know, So if it's a night where your shooting hand is bothering you, then you take off. You know what I mean? You become more defensive presence, but you still keep that aggression up. I think if, the, if a Celtics fan, a lay Celtics fan, was just watching a game, and you could point to Gordon Hayward having eight or nine rebounds, six assists, and a couple of steals, that person would, he would be a non-factor in the game, a non-story. If he had a night where he had 27 points, but only two rebounds and five assists, begin another non-story. If he has a night where he puts it all together, he has 22 points, 14 rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Then he becomes the, the talking line. You know what I mean? It's like you just want some sort of consistency out of him. And I, and I guess not getting that is a frustrating piece, but also rooting for him to succeed is a fun piece. You know, you, you, you don't want him to fail. You just want it to go better for him, I guess. No, definitely, because I felt like before the season began with Hayward, I was like, you know, you know, you, you have an idea what you're going to get out of Kemba. You have an idea what you're going to get out of Tatum. I mean, you watched – I mean, I don't know if you watched any of the uh, USA basketball, but, yes. you know, you, you saw you saw the you saw the, improve, the vast improvement in, in Jalen Brown's game, and then you were like, okay, so then if, like, just those three guys put it together, whatever Hayward gives you, that's a, that's a bonus. That's a plus. Because he's like sort of like a wild card, you know, when before the season started, and then he had those eight games or nine games or so, and, and you're just like, wow, like he's back. He has, you know, they had a they were on a, I think a ten game winning streak to start the season to Celtics, and you're just like, this team was a lot better than than we ever thought they could be, and and like you said, now with this injury, with the hand injury, the latest one, and he's coming back from that, and he's had maybe. Since he's been back, because he he did come back sooner than 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 expected. So, and obviously you're, he's thinking to himself, I'm guessing, right? I, obviously, I don't, I haven't had any conversation with him, but he's probably thinking to himself, I don't want to have to, you know, fall into a hole where I have to like get back and get used to playing with these guys again. Like I was such, I was on a, I was on a tear, uh, and 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 now, at least at least when he was reha- rehabbing his hand. He could still work out because you know he could still he could run, he could uh, he could uh, you know probably hop on the treadmill or whatever 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 his workout routine is. Obviously nothing he couldn't you know shoot or anything. Even though the the, the injury wasn't right. on shooting him, but but my point is he he made sure like I'm gonna come back as quickly as possible. And maybe maybe that that might have stunned his. His, his progress a little bit in, in every aspect of his game. But now that he's back and now that we've seen the little glimpses here and there of like the Gordon Hayward we saw prior to the hand injury, I feel like now with these injuries to Jalen and, 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 and Tatum, this could be a good, this could be, a, you know, an opportunity for, for Hayward to get back in the rhythm, so to speak, like consistent rhythm. Yeah. So, no, we'll I agree. See. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so we're going to go to our callers because I, you know, while you were talking, I kind of jumped off real quick. Just wanted to see who wanted to go on. Uh, we do have a caller from 781. So I'm going to bring him live right after we play the sponsor for tonight's CLNS Media Celtics Post Game Live broadcast podcast alongside Joel Pavone. I am your boy, Joe Show. This 
is our sponsor for tonight's episode. Tonight's episode of the Celtics Post Game Show on CLNS Media is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com forward slash CLNS80. And don't forget to enter the promo code CLNS80 at checkout. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit and a sponsor of the CLNS Media Celtics Post Game Show. Dang. Every time I hear it, Joel, every single time, all I can think of is that guy's voice is butter. It's straight me. And speaking of butter, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. You can get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. For $80 off your first month at HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com forward slash CLNS80 and enter promo code CLNS80. It is the easiest thing you can do, whether you're single, a couple, a small family, a mid or large size family, young or old, it doesn't matter. HelloFresh has healthy opportunities for you, comfort food opportunities for you. Everything's pre-measured. You don't have to be a chef. You just have to know how to operate your stove. Uh, Go to HelloFresh. Don't forget to mention CLNS and take $80 off your first month. All right. So, Joel, we do have a caller. I did check in. He does want to go live. I have zero idea what the point is, but 781, you are live. Let's do it. What's happening? Yeah, man. Just a couple uh, quick hits on the game tonight. Um, you know, I thought that this was a good opportunity for Hayward and Kemba to kind of, you know, show what they got as, you know, leaders of the team. I thought, I thought Gordon Hayward um, – played well at times I was just infuriated at him I feel like there's still so many plays that you you would have expected his old self to make but at the end of the game you know you can't really argue I feel like there's been like that for a couple weeks now where like he's starting the game and just making turnovers or missing layups or doing other things but then you look at the end and he's turning out okay so you know I, I just thought him and Kemba really stepped up tonight and um you know, I think they're going to have a tough game Sunday against the Pelicans if the, if the Jays aren't back. But, uh... No, I think that's that's on point, and that's actually something that Joel and I should be talking about right now. And Joel, I'd, I'll give you the the lead on this. But you know, it's Celtics win tonight, folks. If you're tuning in, if you're just tuning in now, you missed a great show. I'm just going to throw it out there. There's like 15 minutes left. This is. The, the, the part of the show where Joel and I go off on these conspiracy theory thoughts of looking at the Celtics down the line, and that's to look at the upcoming schedule. So tonight, your Celtics win at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida, 109-98. Um, excellent night by Kemba Walker. Great night by Gordon Hayward. Uh, Javante Green has a highlight dunk that you will see on SportsCenter, NBA, TV, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Javante Green's windmill dunk in tonight's game was some little glimpse into me, again, president of the Javante Green fan club, window into this gentleman's athleticism, his ability to score the ball, and the excitement that he brings when he touches the court. So, keeping that in mind, um, as our caller mentioned, we are, the Celtics are, um, next up against the Pelicans on Sunday. That's a 6 o'clock tip. Um, if you're going to check that out, that is a tough game. 
Um, one of the things that I'm, when I look ahead, it's, it's one of those things where you look at the schedule and you go, all right, Pelicans followed by heat, followed by warriors, followed by Sixers. That's a, that's a tough four game stretch, Joel. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, you know, that, that call, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier in the show too. I mean, we're, we're gushing over this win here, but we're still in our back of our minds. Should be thinking, all right, what's going on with Jalen? What's going on with Tatum? How serious are yeah. these injuries and, and how long are they going to be out? Because, you know, they're now they're just, they're catching their stride. And then all of a sudden, I think they're, you know, they've only had like one game where everyone was healthy and probably in the last like five or six games. And now they're back to being the, uh, the quote hospital Celtics again. And, you know, Philly obviously has had the Celtics, they've had the Celtics number. They're, they're 0-3 against Philadelphia. And I'm pretty sure the Celtics want to at least try to get one win against the 76ers. And, and that's a matchup nightmare for the Celtics. So uh, you got the Warriors who, uh, you know, obviously not the same Warriors that we've been we, we accustomed to seeing over the last five years or so. But nonetheless, uh, they play hard. I've been watching the Warriors, so they, you know, uh, they've been on national TV a bunch this season, and you know they don't they don't just they don't just show up and 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 hope for you know the 48 minutes to go flying by. No, they actually they're actually playing hard. So that could be a trap game, so to speak. You know, you, you know that's gonna. Uh, I believe that's on national TV, even though the Warriors aren't doing so well. Uh, so there's always hype around national televised games at the Garden. So I think those are two two big matchups that. Uh, that 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 could go either way for the Celtics, especially if, if the Jays, uh, if if Tatum and, and Brown aren't aren't in either one of those games. Absolutely. When I look at that four game setup, Heat's a frightening game. Sixers are a frightening game, obviously. And then Pelicans and Warriors are no cakewalk. You know that's no. that's the thing that 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 strikes me. And to your point, you got to take a look at you know what is the short term, long term outlook for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you know, how, how long, when do they come back? Um, you know, that's, that's, I don't know. When I, when I look ahead, I'm like, yeah. yikes, you know, even though. Ironically, ironically enough, ironically enough yeah. though, Cantor's injury might be even more serious than, than Tatum's and, uh, and Brown. Oh, you think that's so? A, that's a hip. That's a hip. If, you know, they're calling it a hip contusion, the Celtics, but uh, last the last player on the Celtics to have a hip contusion, and he's been out for over 20 games, and that's Robert Williams. So how uh, yeah. how, how how serious is the contusion, and and how long realistically could they? He's out for next game already. They they were he was going to be out tonight, and against the Pelicans, but beyond that, it's anybody's guess too. And Kanto, who's been playing so well for this team as of late, you know that that you don't you don't want him to to get behind the eight ball as well. I mean, like I said, it's it's. I guess it's it's great in the it's good in the sense that you know these young guys get to step up and you know in, the, in these next three or four games you know, I mean Miami you're trying to catch Miami in the standings you don't want you don't want to fall behind you know, too far behind the Bucks and and if and if these guys aren't healthy these these games become even more tougher to to, to pull out and and we all know what uh what Brad Stevens likes to do he, he likes to get the best out of his guys so if they can get on a little roll here. Healthy or not, that's gonna that's gonna pay dividends towards uh, standings and playoff seedings come the next month or so. 
Absolutely. I mean, to wrap up tonight's episode, folks, um, Celtics win 109.98 at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Uh, you had a couple of great takes from Joel Pavone, as always. Um, I give whatever I give. It's crap. But Joel's here to pick me up and make me sound semi-intelligent, um, which is good. <laughs> and then beyond that, we got you to tell you about our sponsors, betonline.ag and HelloFresh.com. Um, make sure you check out both of those. Keep an eye on... Thank you, Joel, for letting us know. Keep an eye on Jalen Brown's progress um, and Jason Tatum's and Ennis Cantor's uh, as we progress forward. As we mentioned um, not too long ago, Celtics are next up Sunday, January 26th, 6 p.m. against the Pelicans. And that one is on ESPN, Fox Sports, New Orleans, and NBC SB, whatever that is. Um, for the great Joel Pavone, co-host of the Causeway Street Podcast. It is a must-listen. Check it out. Um, you can hear it on... So, Joel, we can hear it on CLNS, iTunes. Where else is it? Yeah, it's on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, any any of your favorite, you know, podcast outlets uh, to subscribe. You know, this past week, we spoke to the great, legendary Mike Gorman, the nice. public TV announcer. That was uh, that was our 200th episode. So you know, here we, here we are. We're 200, 200 episodes in, and we're still we're still going. We're still <laughs> we're still hanging around. So, and it's all thanks to the, to the listeners who have been supportive over the last few years. So yeah, Spotify, like I said, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio.com app, we're everywhere. <laughs> Searches How Wish You Podcast. Excellent. And and you should. Anybody that's listening to this absolutely should check it out. Causeway Street Podcast is informative. Um, obviously, at 200 episodes, they're doing something right. And I got Mike Gorman on the latest episode. You got to check it out. Um, if you want to break from sports, I have a little podcast called Brain Droppings. Like Joel's, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, uh, Google Music, anywhere where you consume podcasts. And as always, uh, I partnered up with TuneIn. And Joel, I ask that if you haven't, you should check it out, TuneIn. We are, we because are. anybody up, can look at their Amazon-enabled Alexa device and say, Alexa, play the Brain Droppings podcast on TuneIn, and it'll play you the most recent re- episode of the Brain Droppings podcast. For the great Joel Pavone, I am Joe Choquette. You have been tuning into the CLNS Media postgame live for the Boston Celtics. Again, they'd win tonight, 109.98 in Orlando. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you Sunday. That's all a nothing word to the Dalai Lama. He know I'm a fashion killer word to Jangali. I know he copping that Valentino. Ain't no telling me no. I'm a Valentino. He know I got your wife in these thoughts. You don't get wins for that. I'm having another good year. We don't get blimps for that. Like I can't still call. We don't get minks for that. When I'm popping them bananas, we don't link chimps for that. I, I gave Katie two years. Now your time's up. Bless her heart. She's throwing shots, but every line sucks. I'm, I'm in that cherry red form with the brown guts. My shoes laughing like dude, did LeBron. Oh, <laughs> 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 I'm